I remember a time before the Cascade dried up. Here, in Verticello, the four nations of plant and bug people flourished and thrived. But the great waterfall that fed the land slowed to a trickle, revealing a vast salt sea and unknown islands. The only guide were the words of the 13 dried carvings. The water will slow to fall, but the tides are turning. Find the infinite lake to replenish the world and discover the salmon who will grant you a wish of whatever you desire. This marks the beginning of the tide, as many green folk hauled on the ships to find the infinite lake and maybe riches, adventure, excitement, and purpose along the way. And what exactly is a salmon? Is that a berry? That was 50 years ago, and the tide rushes forward ever still. There are many stories caught on the wind between sails, but why don't we hear just one? Of a butterfly gunman with clipped wings, a ripened and explosive piece of produce, and a witch made out of tea. This is Join the Party Campaign 3, The Rising Tide. I'll sing you a song that all green folk know. Until, until the waterfall's home. That only began 50 years ago. Until, until the waterfall's home. We seek the deep lake and a wish-granting salmon. Until, until the Last time on Join the Party, our pirate crew took on the challenge of the Sea Devil, a booby-trapped climb up a cliffside. Think incredibly dangerous aggro crag. It was only made harder by Hondo's lack of help and the seemingly extra challenge of green folk zombies attacking in the middle. But they scrambled to the top of the cliff and were greeted by a glowing treasure chest filled with ambergris, a substance that can be rendered into the valuable pirate currency of amber. Unfortunately, the treasure of Eska Island wasn't a treasure at all because it's the glowing, dangly thing of a massive anglerfish covered in barnacles, and also the townspeople are, of course, cultists who worship it. Oops. How are they going to get out of this one, folks? Let's get the party started. Makes me feel pretty fucked up for eating salmon this morning. <laughs> for breakfast? I love that. I mean, in so. a sense, it did grant your wish, you know, of satiating your hunger. Yeah, filling my tum. Yeah. You want to get started? Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking so much about world building because I was just doing Exolore. So it's like all I want to do, I'm like, hey, do you guys want to talk about like the government system of, <laughs> of open fields yeah. instead? We just do that for an entire episode. We just do like a flashback episode for Cammy, yeah. and that's all we talk about. Yeah, I, I am in favor of bottle episodes in this campaign. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. It, the bottle episode is just us talking, much like the prequels of Star Wars, us just talking about government. Hell yeah. I really think that trade embargoes are a really key asset to understanding this universe. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Troy has a lot of thoughts about feudalism. 
I don't know if you were insulting the prequels, Eric, but I'm incensed either way. (laughs) Brandon, I actually didn't tell you this about Overstock, but one of the aldermen is Jar Jar Binks. (gasps) Yes. Yeah, we're going to go to an alderman, me- a meeting of all of the aldermen of Overstock, and someone is just like, Misa, think we should grow higher. I was going to say, I was waiting, for- I was excited for you to do the voice, and then you did it. So, yeah. did you I didn't have even to say it. it. It was as high pitched, and I said, Misa. I don't know what you're talking that about. That was it. That was better than what Jar Jar Binks actually does. <laughs> so, our three lovable, scampy, beat up, rough and tumble, bad news bears. Pirates. That's the three of you. Oh, we. I don't know if you know. That's you. It seems like you three are stuck uh, between a rock and a hard place, or more specifically, between a monster and a cult place. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Looming behind you, snapping its jagged, out of place, just weird, terrible needle teeth pointing in all directions and bobbing its lights a, tre- a treasure chest glowing and sloshing with ambergris is the sea devil, floating menacingly and as close as possible to uh, the three of you. You could smell, like, you know, just finding a body wrapped up with seaweed. Mm-hmm. It's like Cold Case Files or Rizzoli and Isles or one of those shows that Amanda watches. <laughs> you could smell that just that briny death on its breath. And you can't get too close as the barnacles that stuck to its bottom might slash your entire arm open. On the culty side, Hondo and the rest of the cultists from the island of Eska, in their dark blue robes, take another menacing step towards you. Eric, is it cute, though? What? The sea monster? The big sea. The, 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 the sea big devil? sea devil, yeah. yeah cute. It's cute, No, though, it's right? like a jump scare, Brandon. I don't know. It sounds really cute. I, I, Eric, I get that it's scary and dangerous to that character, but for Brando, is it, is it like a little guy, though? No, it's not a little guy. <laughs> no. It is, guy. Like, it is like a, a game you get on Steam for $10, where like there's a game where a, tra- a haunted evil train runs after you. It's like that, but it's an anglerfish covered in barnacles. <laughs> it's real Elden Ring does the deep sea. Yeah. It's, mm. t- it's gross and bad. Okay, I got it. So not a little mm. guy. No, the tomato the tomato bartender from earlier who now wants to kill you, he's still a cute little guy. Yeah, but he sucks, <laughs> okay. so... I'll focus on him, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the coldest take a menacing step forward. Ando says, You know, for pirates who just so happen to be an infinite repository of exploding things, a uh, magician, a tea magician, and the greatest crossbow shoot- shooter in all of Vertistello. Oh, thanks. You sure? I sure thought you were going to be more intimidating. I thought you'd be better at the whole challenge, but it seems like, is this all, it's all sizzle, no plant steak? Umby, are you a magician now? I didn't know that. I've always been a magician. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I I don't say I'm the greatest, but it's still like really nice for people to say it to me, you know? You are the greatest. It's obvious. Oh, thanks, man. Have you seen you shoot? I know. I keep saying that. It's very impressive. I've been impressive. tracking. I've been looking at the three of you since you walked onto this island. We all have. The Order of the Sea Devil does a full evaluation of the people who come on shore. And we decide, oh, they're just some bumbling idiots that we can feed to our that we can feed to the sea devil or oh they're terrible pirates that we should not mess with but it you 
you three just riding the line from one to another. Are they are they chum? Are they scary? Are they chum? Are they scary? Shoots a sun go out of the sky. Scary. Shed does tea does makes all of my teapots move around. Scary. Crushed by <laughs> crushed by bodies falling falling down on top of them. Chum. Throwing bombs that don't explode, all except hitting them in the face. Chum! Really coming on both sides. So I'm not sure it was very hard for the Order of the Sea Devil to decide what to do with the three of you. But we've decided you're chum. Sure, but in the way that, like, chum goes in the water to, like, bring in bigger prey, um, what if you let us leave with the ambergris we earned and we don't tell all of our pirate friends that this is a fucking trap? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. You get to bring in more uh, more challengers, and we get to not tell people this entire island should be marked as a do-not-go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe people we don't like, we just send this way occasionally, you know? Yeah. Marks? I, I like most people, but that doesn't sound like a bad plan. See? Even Cammy thinks so. That's... That's some of the most reasoned, <laughs> compromising, pirate-to-cult relations that we've ever seen here on that here And ever it's definitely Ascap. gonna work. Catchy, you are not the head of the you are not the head of the Order of the Sea Devils. We had a vote recently. I'm sorry you lost. It's Hondo's time. You're a democratic cult. Well. You kind of, when you just throw, it's not that we do votes, it's that we throw, well, what do you mean votes? We throw in body parts, and our ballot box is the sea devil. Huh. That doesn't seem really fair to me, and I think that maybe uh, you should examine the way that you hold your elections. Yeah. And uh, I think now is a great time to really consider that. Reconsidering is important. I agree. Yeah. Re-examining re situations, very important. You're all dressed up. You're all up here. This guy's here. Troy points behind him to the fish. <laughs> <laughs> so let us get the ambergris that we earned. And if you think about it, uh, people struggling at your task, uh, definitely the most entertaining option. And if you're here for entertainment, uh, we know we provided. But uh, we came into this making a deal. We survived a stupid challenge. With more uh, risks to us than anyone told us would be there. It wasn't stupid. Our God told us that. Sure. <laughs> and your God put zombies there that no one told us about. So, uh, I think it's time for us to go. What, what, what zombies were you talking about? Oh, the zombies? And then Cammy points at the sunflower that's still on the ground right beside them. Hondo saw them. Yeah, there's three of them. Are they not with you? <laughs> the sunflower zombie puts one arm on the ground and starts to push itself up and, oh. look, and look over at all of you. The cult, just the whole thing, it goes. Can try shoot it? Yeah, you can shoot it. All right, uh, twenty three to hit. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, the zombie's down. What? How do you? How do you Great. shoot it? Great. Yeah, Troy pierces it through like the top petal on the sunflower array, pinning it to the ground. Beautiful. Nice. Just pulling it back, uh, yep. fully pinning it down. Yeah, the bolt arced in the beautiful little parabola and just like, <laughs> boink, just pinned it to the ground. Like it's a index card on a bullet board. A physics visualizer. <laughs> teaching, you how, <laughs> teaching you how force works. <laughs> Incredible. Do you want to say anything cool? Do we want to 
just say anything cool. Um, always. <laughs> I always do. Really? Opportunity. I do. Uh, I'll just do a little dance here while Amanda's thinking. Yeah. Troy's going to make eye contact with Hondo and then blow smoke off the tip of his crossbow. Like it's a revolver. Why is it smoking? What's wrong with it? Oh my God. Do you Umby like made it so that every time you fire a yeah, bolt, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just a little bit of like magnesium on all of our stuff just from the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, why don't you do an intimidation roll for me? That's hot. Hey, Amanda, that's hot. Thanks. I did roll a natural one though, unfortunately. Drake mm. <laughs> okay. cuts his lip on his crossbow. <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, fuck. See, entertaining. Isn't that more entertaining than if I made the shot or if I didn't make the shot? I made the shot. That is embarrassing. You're welcome. We're not looking for entertainment. We're looking to feed the god that keeps us safe during the Great Pirate Era. No, I can't say Great Pirate Era. We're looking to feed. <laughs> it's not One Piece Era. It's not One Piece. Eric, could you just call them unprecedented times? Is that okay? Yes. We're not looking for entertainment. We're looking for, for to feed the god that protects us during unprecedented times. Feed him those sungles. I'll hit a bunch for you. Make a little kebab. It's been it's been fifty years. It's not unprecedented. Now it's yeah, just unprecedented. I was I was gonna say that, Umbi, but you've been around longer, and That's I think true. that you are the wisest among us. I, am I older than you? I have no idea how old you are. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. I don't have any idea how old you are. I'm not gonna <laughs> ask though. I was told that was impolite. Cammy just goes okay, and then just like <laughs> turns back to Hondo. <laughs> I think we should have a cult meeting. I think we need to discuss this as a deatific democracy. I agree. Awesome. We'll just get some ambergris then. Tell big, tell big guy over there not to uh, snap at us. We'll be on our way. No, you can't. Do not. The sea devil is going to watch you while we talk about what we're what we talk about what we're going to do next. Okay. The chum is not the people making the decisions. All right. It has been stressful. Watching you, if this whole situation with you, and making the making, I'm still rattled by you. You making my cups move earlier today. I didn't have my morning. My I didn't have my usual morning. How did you were kept up by the sun? Were the three of you kept up by sun goals all night? How am I stressed? How did I not sleep well? Hondo, Hondo. I didn't want to give this to you, but it's been like 20 minutes. Chumby. Oh. Chumby oh. is what you were looking for. Umby. I love that. That's really cool, man. Cult of the de- cult of the Sea <laughs> Devil Order. Meet meet up. I think the cult kind of huddles up while still trying to box you in. I think I kind of like this altar area, which all of you are standing in the ruins of the of the Sea Devil's temple. And the Sea Devil is once again still just leering there and snapping at you and waiting for the moment where it's allowed to uh, chum you up with uh, Chumby, Chammy, and <laughs> Chum Rip Chum. <laughs> Crushed it. Nailed it. I don't Nailed know, it. No notes. There's also quite a lot of the cultists. I think now that you see all of them gathered together, there's like as many able-bodied people as there were in the bar. All of them are in the cult. Yeah. <laughs> They're all here. Sure. You're like, oh, I recognize that tall guy from before. And he's just like in a robe that just hits him at the calves. There was like a, a grapes guy who's a real just big bunch of grapes and needed... Just needs a big, a big robe. So you recognize all of them. Uh, Hondo is still as the stick bug is still like looming over all of them and moving which way that way, trying to regain 
power over this meeting. What about the um, Blueberry Billy Joel? Is he here? Is he? Is he? Has he betrayed us? Too, or is... Oh yeah, the Blueberry the Blueberry Billy Joel is there. Yeah. Damn. Oh man. Okay. Now, guys, I have shit wisdom. Could someone else do like perception on the anglerfish? I'm curious. If I'd there's love anything. to. Yeah. Perception, I would say that would be about the area. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious what the anglerfish wants or needs. Oh, the anglerfish. I would say either nature or religion. Okay. Well, I can do nature. That's pretty high. It really doesn't matter all that much because I did roll a nat 20. So it would be a 23 with nature. Is that cool? Yeah, sure. What do you want to know? I think you asked me some questions. I want to know what it would take for this anglerfish to turn on its worshipers. Interesting. Great question. Um, Here's something interesting. As the cult is clumped up, you see falling out of the robe pocket, because they're not, robes shouldn't have pockets. You can't really keep anything in there. Depends on how deep they are. I agree. But, yeah, depending, yeah. They're, they, they, I mean, but like they're slouchy. They don't oh, keep things yeah. well, especially this one. This thing actually. the whole robe down. Yeah, it tipped out yeah. of the top mm. if it's large, because this is kind of like a large pamphlet. It's a pamphlet? Like a, a very long pamphlet. It's kind of like a long. Um, like a treatise. Listen, we're, I, I don't really, yeah, more like a treatise, it, more like a, um, like a broadside from mm-hmm. 17th century, if we're talking about, like, mm-hmm. the way that the American colonists, like, talked about mm-hmm. free, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit, like, the it's things Thomas that they made Pain's together. common sense. I got you, Eric. I'm here. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like, it's really big, but mm-hmm. it's put together like garbage, because, again, we have the printing press, but do we have good binding here? No, we don't. The kind yeah. of paper that says, I was a tree very recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's still moving a little bit. Mm. <laughs> Brandon, like, Ow, I scraped myself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well that it's different here when you bind something in human skin. It's different. <laughs> you, bind, you bind it with a green folk. It's, it's different. That's what the Necronomicon is like here. Ooh. So like it's like a big pamphlet falls out of the robe of Billy Joel as he's <laughs> as he's uh, coming up to the cult, and you pick it up, and in big letters again, much like Thomas Paine, <laughs> in big letters it says Doctor Radish Radishes way of protecting yourself in these unprecedented times, colon, using the arcane, the religiosity, and the unexpected to help, colon, for good, smart, kind, and nice citizens in the Great Salt Sea. Okay. I don't want to judge this person's writing ability, but um, that's a little bit of a chunky title. Uh, maybe we should workshop it with them, do you think? Well, it fills up the entire front of the broadside in, like, big, <laughs> blocky letters. Cammy, what's in there? Cammy goes, oh, literature. And <laughs> I, I think they're just going to flip through it real quick just to see what's up. Yeah, so Dr. Radish Radish seems to be a doctor of medicine, religiosity, and uh, and general uh, self-awareness and self-survivalness. Same. Okay. Me too. <laughs> who has printed up this broadside to give good citizens who are not pirates ways to defend themselves from pirates during the the pirate during times. The times during <laughs> the pirate unprecedented times, times. Come uh, on. during unprecedented pirate <laughs> times, right? Damn. And in there, it's kind of just like well, a real unprecedented tides. Anyone? Oh. Whoop. During unprecedented tides. Give give your wife a joke in, Eric. <laughs> I'm putting it in the world, Julia. I'm saying it next. <laughs> uh, during unprecedented tides. 
Here's a joke, and there you go. Nothing funny. <laughs> there we go. Clink. Yeah. There seems to be just a real grab bag of like essays on like morality and and like making sure you never get tricked by pirates. And but there's also some more practical stuff like sleeping with one eye open and mm-hmm. controlling like monsters and beasts and like demigods or or religious figures mm-hmm. to do what you to do what you want. And there's some other concrete stuff in there. Um, you also see that there's like an appendix in the back. It seems to be like, you know, Ikea-ish showing you like how to build a sanctuary <laughs> in one. And then there's another of like some hand signals. It's like every citizen's best way to protect themselves is through knowing a little bit of power to go a long way. And there's just like some like hand signals. I guess like, you know, if you can imagine um, reading something to teach you how how to do like cat's cradle or like American sign language. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like move your hands like this and do this in step one, step two. So there's, there's some of that in the back of the appendix. Great. Umby, mm-hmm. I want you to roll a history check. Come on, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, oh, oh that's oh, a nat one face. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Re- one? Really, guys, we've rolled like three times in this episode I'm, so far. I'm Two nat ones. It's a nat one. <laughs> How are you rolling so much nat ones and nat twenties? I need to check all of your dice. Jesus Christ! These are the ones that I got from Fan Roll, baby. I know we need to talk to Fan Roll. <laughs> we need to maybe manufacture some dice that are specific to this campaign and may or may not have something to do with the Great Salt Sea to perhaps just bring some pirate juju to this campaign. Maybe just an idea. Who can say? Hey, Umbi. Mm-hmm. You've had a long life. <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff. You've dabbled. You've I had plenty it. of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The end of statement. <laughs> Are you Dr. Radish Radish? Did you publish this? I write this. <laughs> There's a moment that flashes through you where you can't remember if you had published this at some point during in the beginning of the Cascade Emergency where no one knew what to do and immediately everyone started being pirates. Did you write this? Cammy, is there a, a author photo on the back? <laughs> flip, 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 flip. All the way on the back, there is a long bio of Dr. Radish Radish and the various doctorates that Dr. Radish Radish has. Um, <laughs> writing, writing down, Umby is Dr. Radish Radish, one second. <laughs> there is a illustration of a green folk figure without like any sort of like... I was going to say, what's like the generic silhouette of a green yeah, folk? Yeah, like a generic silhouette of a green folk figure. I think like maybe there's like some protrusions like, oh, maybe that's a leaf. Like, is it a leaf? Is it the shit? Is it the bulge of produce? Is it a petal from a flower? Is it a shell of a beetle? There's like some protrusion, I think, on like somewhere uh, on the regular, hu- on maybe a straightforward humanoid, generic humanoid outline. But it does, it's hard to see because it's an illustration of a generic green folk figure standing at the top of a mountain with your arms out wide (laughs) from very far away. Oh. I can see the resemblance. That could be me. I don't know. That could be you. Okay, I mean, do you know how to, like, control a a demigod sea creature to, like, get it to eat its followers? Not at all. No. Oh, all right, well. Cammy doesn't say anything about that, because, like, we should just do whatever. Hey, there's a bunch of hand signals in the back of this. I'm going to try one. Yeah. And Gabby just starts, like, doing one of the things there in the back. Incredible. Uh, Cammy, give me an Arcana check with advantage. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah bro. 
Let me see what my arcana is. It's good. I rolled a 14 twice. Okay. So that is 17. Ooh, 17. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cammy, you do this hand. You follow the hand signals. I sign. <laughs> you say you sign, but you gotta sign the hand signals. What does it look like when Cammy uses her magic? The way I described it in the last episode is kind of Disneyfied, and that's like specifically the tea magic. But again, I think it's the idea of these kind of like wisps of steam coming out of a teacup, but coming off of Cammy's hands as she uses them. Mm. And a little bit of sparkle in the air, like when you see kind of dust motes in sunlight during like a mm. late afternoon, like golden hour. That's the way I would describe Cammy's magic. Oh, Sure, sure. That's cool. I want to say this looks totally different than your magic. I think that like it keeps the same golden hour color. Mm -hmm. as you do the hand signals, but it's all just kind of localized around your hands. I think also like on the tips of your fingers. And as you move it around, you see that some of that gold light is in the water around the sea devil. Okay. And the sea devil starts to elevate with like a golden pool of water surrounding it. Cammy, these are hand signals for shape water, which as you flip through for a section about sea beasts and controlling them to do what you want, you can just use shape water, this this magic, to move the sea beast around to uh, help it move from one place to another, to uh, facilitate it eating of things or people, and uh, to kind of just get it uh, get it up to places uh, where there's dust if, <laughs> to help it clean. That's adorable. I love this. Cammy, you're doing it. That looks awesome. So right now they have us kind of circled. Is the way you described it? You're kind of, you're definitely pushed back. They're still arguing with each other. I think also you look over and you see that Hondo, because he's so tall, is like gesturing with his own one of these broadsides. Mm -hmm. uh, so Hondo is holding one of them too. Hmm. Over the cliff or on top of the crowd? What do you think? I think we're going to, I don't want to hurt a beautiful beast, you know? Like this, this thing is innocent in, in, in a lot of ways. Look at it. It's magnificent. <laughs> the ambergris splashes over you and stains Troy's shirt. Cammy holds Ooh. up a... Yeah, yeah Troy's trying to catch it. <laughs> kettle. He's just a little guy. Actually, uh, Cammy tilted a little bit, and then Troy holds up two of them <laughs> these jars. Cammy just tilts it 45 degrees. <laughs> give, me, give me another arcana check. Sure. Umby or Troy, if there's anything you want to do, either to make this go better or to uh, not distract attention, you can roll that as well. I'll roll Arcana just to help Cammy. Is that a thing we can do? If you if you want to read the the pamphlet as well, yeah, just kind of giving backup support. Yeah, I have athletics and acrobatics, so I can just try to like you know if anyone starts to notice, I can try to like throw my body in their sight line. How would you throw? How would you do something secret? I think I would have to do a stealth roll in that you are enacting a stealthy situation. Okay. And yeah, Umbi, you can do an Arcana check as well because you figured out that you just need to do the hand signals. Yeah. Cool. I got a seven plus four for an 11. So okay. not bad, but not good. Ooh, I got 22 stealth. Okay, nice. Fuck yeah, and I rolled a 22 for Arcana. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although Umbi has arthritis and can't do the hand motions as well. That's all right, Umbi. Two people doing the hand motions at the same time made it easier. So I think that you're, you're able to tip... tip Anglerfish over and yeah, Troy. You can. What is it like for you to stealthily uh, use the jars? 
Troy is like whistling and kind of like kicking a rock uh, with his boot and like looking around uh, and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, nice, uh, nice day, isn't it? And behind his back, uh, he is using two of Umby's like empty beakers to catch the ambergris and then popping corks on them and stuffing them in the top of his quiver so he can hide it in there among the bolts. Hell yeah. I would say that that is enough ambergris to eventually turn into amber later. You Yay. have enough for one amber. Yay. Ooh. We did it. Hell yeah. Okay. So while it's happening, you're tipping, tipping the, like getting the little bit of juice out of the bottom of a pitcher. Yeah. Hondo says, Are there, that was a very spirited discussion. Oh, as we, as we do at every single meeting, we put our hands in the middle and we say order of the sea devil on three. Okay. One, two, three. Three. Order the order the sea devil. Cammy go. Yeah, so Cammy is now going to do two things. Cammy is going to cast Eldritch Orb very quickly. Okay. Which way do we want to make our escape, y'all? Because I don't think we want to go back down the cliff. That seems like a bad idea. Well, I can do it because I have slow fall, but I don't know what y'all can do. The rest of us do not have that. <laughs> I also have a smoke bomb I can throw to give us some cover. That would be helpful. Think maybe then Cammy is going to like give you some sort of signal, Umby, and be like, smoke now. What's what's a smoky tea, Brandon? That could be our code word. Oh, like a uh lap song, yeah. Let's yes, do lap song. That's what I was thinking of, yes. Cammy looks at Umby and goes, Lap song. Nice. What? Uh, lap song? Oh no, okay. Sorry, I understood you. It just my my insides are all mush. Understandable. Yeah. Okay. Just three big seeds floating in mush. <laughs> You're so ripe. Please, someone pick this lad. <laughs> Freeze him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll cover us. I'll cover us. Great. Yeah, so I'm going to pull out a bomb and throw it down and make it a smoke bomb. Cool. What does smoke bomb do? Explain it. By removing my bomb's explosive contents, I can change it into a smoke bomb. It deals no damage, but fills a 10-foot radius sphere with smoke. It spreads around corners and its area is heavily obscured. It lasts for a number of rounds equals to my intelligence modifier, which is two. Great. Nice. Or until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses it. And I can't throw another one for one minute. Oh, it's so weird. It just gets really windy all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. No, it <laughs> Has to be 10 miles an hour or more, Eric. <laughs> oh, no, it was nine miles. Okay, no, you do it. Um, okay, so two rounds, that's 10 seconds-ish. That's certainly enough time. Yeah. And if they're already clustered up to do a handshake, if the bomb goes right in the middle, then hopefully it obscures the whole group's vision, right? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me retcon something really quick. Cabby is going to float the sea devil over the, the group. Sure. Say, lap song. And then we're going to all, like, Cammy will just, like, stop the hand gesture. It'll drop, grab the other two, and we're going to run. I'm done. Yep. And Troy will go last, uh, running backwards so he can shoot anyone who comes at them. Oh, my God. Incredible. Okay. Let's do a dexterity challenge to see if this all happens, if you can all do this before they turn around. Okay. Why don't all three of you give me dexterity rolls, and you're going to go, and the average is going to go against the, the average of all the cultists. Oh, thank God. Okay. It's a 17 minus one for a 16. 16. 15 plus 2 for 17. 
14 plus 2 for 16. Nice. nice. Squad, squad incredible Look at check. Us. Squad. Look at us go. We just need some cartoonish hijinks. We did so bad on the cliff challenge, but we're really good at cartoonish hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> incredible. All right. I love the idea. <laughs> like the idea. They go break and then, and then you they look up and the sea devil drops on top of them and they go oh my face i got slashed by barnacles while a smoke bomb explodes and the three of you book it out of there incredible okay you are running away from the temple of the sea devil which way do you go so you can go either off the cliff which is kind of on the other side of the pool that is the fast way to get to the Sea Whip, or you can take the long way back through the woods to the town uh, and then go down to the docks and go to the Sea Whip the regular way. Would there be any advantage for me to jump down off the cliff and get to the boat first and, like, sail it? Can I sail it closer, or is it kind of just half dozen one way and... Whatever the whatever that saying is, the other way. <laughs> um, the advantage you would get is that you get to the ship fast. Okay. I think we just go the long way. Then. If everyone's yeah. here, let's just go the long way. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay. You did say everyone in town was here, so I feel confident about that. Yeah. That's true. I did say that. You did. You might have lied to me, so you I don't might know. Have lied. You love. Are lie. there zombies along the way? Is that what's gonna happen? He's on his heel turn, guys. You got to remember that. <laughs> You have the glove on? You have the fucking glove. You put the right gloves here. right there. <laughs> right here. It's always next to him. Uh, yeah, the three of you run as fast as you can uh, back the way that you came. You notice from when um uh, when Hondo took the stairs around the challenge through the woods, so next to the big basin, so you're going to hustle down that way. Okay. I would love it if all three of you made perception checks, though. I would love to do that for you. Not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good either. 13. Nat one. Oh, okay, not that bad. I got a seven total. Uh, hey, Cammy, make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no. No, don't make me do that. Uh, 15. Great. You're, as you are hauling ass down the stairs next to the challenge, Cammy, you almost slip and fall onto those big spikes that are still <laughs> activated. Luckily, you don't, but you could have. There could've. should be railings. There should Really? A safety officer should come by here and and give some thorough feedback because I do have some notes. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haul ass through there, hustle through the woods. Um, you are now in town. I did say that before. It does not seem that anyone is around. And should I conceal? That that's not up to me, pirate. What are you What are you looking for? I'm looking for certainly any pieces of amber, but also any doubloons uh, that might be around or just something useful for the ship, you know, like some sick rations, some fun uh, weapons, maybe cool coat, whatever strikes Troy's eye. Are there any large chests that look like they're filled with treasure? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know what, Eric? Cammy has seen Troy with that gleam in his giant eyes before, and Cammy <laughs> is going to cast action on Troy. Oh. Ooh, what does that do? What's that? So choose a willing creature that you can see within range. During its next turn, the target gains an additional action. That action can be used only to take the attack, dash, engaged, hide, or use object action. Oh. Oh, interesting. So I can can double time it and pick up even more speed dashing to steal something or not. 
Absolutely. You just pour some uh, some magic fairy dust right out of your teapot, just right onto Troy. Find oh, me thanks. something nice, Troy. Thanks, Nani. <laughs> Troy, you're gonna have to be more specific. That you you listed anything impossibly valuable. <laughs> Here's some suggestions. If you're looking for food, there was a baker who. Nah, nah, nah. Too easy. Too easy. All right, there's I want baker. I want a fun coat. I want cool shoes, or I want like a flashy but not particularly useful dagger. It's a good point. I mean, you could just go back to Hondo's place. I mean, you are like in a new town, but you do know where Hondo's Hondo's from since he stayed there the night before. Is there is there like a a wep- like a blacksmith or like a weapons store in town? Um, let's see, small town, huh? Let me roll on that. Can I also like I think um Umbi is also taking part in this uh raiding party adventure. Can I just go to the fucking bar and steal the till? <laughs> That, let, hold on, that's a great idea. Uh, I rolled a 10. No, there's no blacksmith here. I feel like everyone kind of just brings their own shit and attacks people with uh, sacred daggers sure, that sure. are crafted out of the teeth that fall out of the sea devil. Mm. But Ooh, y'all sure nice. can go back to places that you remember, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that is an absolute yeah. great idea. Oh, man, there's no, like, cool knives or anything. <laughs> you look in the windows, there's no cool knives. Yeah. Let's just take them for all they're worth. And then Umby ter- points towards the sitting spot. Oh, hell yeah. That's where they all spend their money. It's where they all hang out. Yeah. I sure hope no one takes the, the my chair when, because there's only the number of chairs is the number of people in this town. Why would I take a chair? I want money. You, you can definitely go to the sitting spot. Yeah. Yeah. Julia, are you proud of me? I'm getting into the pirate mindset. That's fair. Yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. for you, Brandon. <laughs> sure. Umby, Umby you, grab the, you grab the money. I'll, I'll look at the lost and found. Oh, smart. Incredible. Yeah, you run over the you run over the sitting spot. Um, doors locked. Eldritch orb on the door. Uh, well, I was gonna nice. say there ain't never been a, a door that's been locked that's been not unlocked by a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, Eric, I rolled a nineteen on Eldritch orb to hit this door. I mean, I kind of assumed. Yeah, I, the three of you have so many different ways to figure this shit out. Yeah, yeah you blow. <laughs> We take turns. Every morning we wake up, we decide who the door opener is. (laughs) Hey, it's Amanda. I love nothing more. That's not true. I love a lot of things. One of the things I love the most is the feeling of getting into bed with all fresh sheets. And yesterday, even though I was very tired, I knew that it would make me feel so great at the end of the day if I put fresh sheets on the bed. And I did. And you know what? It was true. I felt so nice getting into bed and even nicer waking up and realizing that I had that magical experience of the first sleep on fresh sheets. So welcome to the mid-roll. It's like cool and warm at the same time. So good. Thank you so much to our newest patrons, Jordan and Jasmine. We so appreciate you joining the Patreon, and we hope that you are enjoying the patron-only Discord ad-free episodes at the $8 tier, by the way, if that's something that you uh, don't know about or have forgotten about and you don't particularly love sitting through these mid-rolls. You know what? I forgive you because you can pay us $8 a month to skip the mid-rolls entirely. You also get, of course, the bi-weekly party planning audio and video podcast and hundreds of bonus materials from previous campaigns. All of that and more at patreon.com slash join the party pod. 
We are so proud of the work that we are putting into Campaign 3. And if social media and our Discord are anything to go by, I think you are too. So please, this is a great time to tell someone you know, tell a friend, tell your group chat, tell the private Discord or Facebook group that you spend your time in that, hey, if you have been curious about trying Join the Party, or if you love anime, or if you love pirates, or if you love a she-they tea witch, like you gotta check this show out, people. Send them to jointhepartypod.com slash start. That is a very pretty page all about our various campaigns. Or you can click the link in this description and every description of Campaign 3 to go to the Verda Stello World page. That is a wonderful place to send people. It's jointhepartypod.com slash verda-stella, but you can get the link again in the description. All about the world, our characters, the changes that Eric has made to D&D, and everything that we're doing with Mage Hand Press. The flags, the art, oh, it's so pretty. And it is a wonderful way to get people into the show. Listen, it's pretty nuts to me that we are more than five years into our journey as a show. And one of the very best ways to help keep us going and growing with and without money, like Yes, join the Patreon. That's very important, please. But also, regardless of the money that you have to spend, getting one new listener into the show helps us so very much. We made that sea shanty video. We've been telling you about it. It's on our socials. But if you have just one conversation, an email, a text, a Discord message to a friend, and you're like, hey, seriously, check it out. I will re-listen and live text to the first episode with you. Send them to jointhepartypod.com slash verda-stello. Thank you. We love you. As always, Join the Party is one of many things happening over at Multitude, the collective that we are a part of and that I run as like my day job. And Pale Blue Pod is one of our newest member shows. It's one that we love. And it is, of course, an astronomy podcast for people who are overwhelmed by the universe but want to be its friend. Astrophysicist Dr. Moya McTeer and comedian Corinne Caputo demystify space one topic at a time. They have open eyes and open arms. And just an attitude of like awe and humor and safety in learning that I think is so wonderful. It is truly one of my comfort listens, and I think it will be for you too. There are new episodes every dang Monday wherever you get your podcasts. So look it up now, Pale Blue Pod. We are sponsored this week by Volant Designs. If you are looking for clothing and gear that makes you feel like a video game character, you have to look at Volant Design. They make high-quality, handmade jackets that truly bring, this is their copy, but I totally agree with it, main character energy into your everyday life. They also have official licenses from series like Assassin's Creed and Star Trek and plenty of original collections. So if you want to dress a little bit or a lot, like a modern ninja or a cyberpunk character, Volant Design has a jacket for whatever your life needs. Seriously, looking at that website is so thrilling and inspiring and also calming. So go to volantdesign.us and use code JOINTHEPARTY for 10% off your entire order. I'm going to spell out the URL for you. It's V-O-L- a-N-T-E design.us and use code join the party, all one word, for 10% off your entire order. It's always linked in the description as well. Volant Design, stay badass. 
We are also sponsored today by Tab for a Cause. This is, of course, a browser extension that lets you raise money for charity while doing your thing online. Basically, whenever you open up a new tab in your browser, Tab for a Cause shows you a very pretty photo and also a very small and unobtrusive text-based ad. And part of that money goes toward a charity of your choice. We are able to also see how much money collectively Team Join the Party has raised in the years we've been running Tab for a Cause ads. So if you want to add to that total and you want to see pretty pictures and also do a little bit of good as you do your thing online, join us at tabforacause.org slash join the party. That's tabforacause.org slash join the party. We are also finally sponsored by BetterHelp. And just like we are getting to know the Great Salt Sea and the world of Vertistello and our characters are like embarking into the unknown, if you think about it, guys, that's what life is like. And on a smaller scale, that is kind of what each day feels like sometimes, where I get up and get out of bed and get ready for the day. And as much as I prepare for it and as much as I think I know, what I can really be certain of is that the day will surprise me and life will surprise me and I will surprise myself. And therapy is a really great way to reflect on the things that surprise me and the disappointments and the wins and just get an outside perspective from somebody whose only job is to kind of help me feel better and fit better in my own life and my brain and my body and get a little more prepared for what life has to throw at me. And if you are looking for an easy and convenient and online way to try therapy, or if you're between therapists, or if you can't find one near you, consider BetterHelp. It is a convenient and totally online way to try therapy. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash join the party today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now let's get back to the show. I feel like we're in the inside of the bar. It's like someone put the piano on player piano mode, just playing Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel, the blueberry. Sure. Uh, and then the door fucking bursts in uh, and the, the door smashes the piano. Yeah, I love that. Oh. Yeah, you're back in the bar from before. Uh, still sticky, but the chairs. Oh, Umby needs yeah. to say the door bursts through and destroys the piano and says something like, Umby walks in and says something like, they were taking our jobs anyway, or something like that. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> yeah, about old people and uh, robots taking their jobs. You know, you know. No, okay. I think that's very okay. funny. That's good. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all are inside the bar. It doesn't seem like anyone anyone's here. Uh, once again, you're looking at the stuff behind the bar. There's kind of like that. There's like again. There's the big jug of sap for you to dunk for you to dunk your drinks in. Yeah. There's a big wall of of bottles um, and the tap from before. We must have practiced a classic smash and grab before. What's everyone's normal roles? Oh, obviously, we're we're normal pirates. So yeah. like, I think Cammy goes watch always. Because cool. Cammy, Cammy feels a little guilty about robbing people, yeah. but also not that guilty about robbing people, but doesn't want to be like explicitly the person taking things. Yeah, sure. Umbi, I feel, would definitely go for like the money, the chest, the safe cracking, like whatever the, you know, the, the biggest get would be. 
Yeah, he always needs stuff to like support his traveling lifestyle, like money to support his traveling yeah, lifestyle, yeah. you know, so he always goes for the cash. Yeah, and I, I think Troy's very used to like bartering with other guards in crags Greg's. and would just like do a quick loop and grab anything flashy or interesting. So if there's like a lost and found box in the back, if there's like a rifle under the bar, if there is a Billy Joel poster, um, he would just like, <laughs> he would just like do a quick circuit, grab all the shit he can find. That's very funny. All right, yeah, Cammy, you're posted up at the front. Cammy, mm-hmm. give me your perception check to see if anyone's coming. Great, can I use Nani as advantage? Like on top of my head? Sure. Great. Okay. And what a good way to use advantage that you have two people looking and whoever does it best is the one who sees it. That's that's a great way to use advantage. Absolutely. (laughs) So that is going to be a dirty 20 perfection. You're still good. No one's coming. Love it. Hell yeah. We love to see it. Let's go to Umbi first because uh, because he said that cool line about people taking his job. Uh, Umbi, <laughs> you immediately go behind the bar. Uh, you see the till, which is the old that an old fashioned cash register, of course, and all the stuff that you saw yesterday. Big barrel of sap, all of the bottles. You even see the one that, uh, as you asked for the strongest thing, and the tomato bartender said that they had their names on them. So you can see the names. Uh, Hondo has a has his name written on a big bottle all the way at the top of the wall. It's like a, a big shiny bottle uh, filled with some viscous liquid. Oh, I'm grabbing that. All the way at the top. I assume the till will be locked, right? Yeah. 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 Well, as you might know, Eric, my bombs do two times damage to objects and structures. I think that includes a till. So That's pathetic. Nice. I am going to try to burst open this uh, till. Brandon, you're going to destroy all the money inside. <laughs> no, it's very <laughs> well, delicate. If they're it does double damage, but it's very delicate. It's very delicate. It's delicate. I mean, you you can do a bomb, and you can do it so it only is in like the localized space. So it's only a five by five square. That's not too bad. Everyone should just get out of the fucking way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, love it. Cool. All right, oh, uh, do an attack roll for me, my man. Fourteen. All right, yeah. What is it? Lo- how do you set this to localized damage? Umby just like sort of takes out enough powder to make sure it's just like a small uh, radius explosion and then steps it's back. The there. little one. The little one. And then, yeah, steps back like, you know, five, ten feet or whatever it is. <laughs> and then just like, you know, underhand tosses it over right near the lock mechanism, trying to like, trying to get it away from where the money might be held. But, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Five feet away. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, there's five feet of cash. Of- <laughs> there's five feet of cash. Well, no, but if the bomb is like, you know, two feet away, then it only hits like six inches of the. No, yeah. I just think it's funny. I love just blowing up this thing because here's what happened. Cha-ching. <laughs> the cash register explodes and the blooms go everywhere. Yeah. And so do all of the bottles on the back of the wall uh, behind the bar. Yeah. And so does the bar. And everyone is covered in sap. Yeah, and you, and, and I'm outside. I don't know what you're talking about. Umby is so sticky, but there's no mechanical damage. I just want you, Brandon, to know you're sticky. Yeah. Umby loves it. He loves that shit. Can I do actually a like a dexterity saving throw or something or a dexterity check to try to catch the fancy bottle as it's falling? No, I think it would. Mm, yeah, do an dexterity. Yeah. Why don't you do an dexterity saving throw? It is. It, it would be farthest away if it was on top for mm-hmm. sure. That's true. Yeah. More than five feet, I bet. I assume it's pretty hard, but yeah, it will be. This will be tough, but yeah. The shelf breaks in the middle. The bottle rolls toward the end, end over end. <laughs> I got a fourteen plus two for sixteen. Probably not pretty enough. good. <sighs> sixteen. That's pretty good, pretty good. Brandon. Sixteen's pretty good. Pretty good. Sixteen. You put yourself in the right position, 
you you your hands are up, your your feet are set, like from playing old timey stick ball out in uh, Overstock. Uh, you're ready for it, and it's up, and the sheer force of the bomb shatters the glass, and all of the liquor just splashes <laughs> you in the face. Oh no! Oh, but if if the bottle held, you would have caught it. Does it smell good though? Oh, it does. Great. Uh, I'm gonna start picking up some of the balloons then. Yeah, it's just pawpaw fruit. And then sap, and now there's like drambuie on top of it. Hell yeah. Oh no, is this the situation where um, V gets bruised and then he stinks real bad? This, this, <laughs> is, this is that situation. No. It is real bad. He just smells like green bell peppers. Okay. Yeah. Cammy, give me another perception check to see if people are coming. Great. Ooh, well, I rolled a seven and then a nat 20. There you oh. go. Love that octopus. Why are you rolling so many dice, my guy? Ooh. Stop it. Stop, stop Eric. it. That was like the sixth one. Uh. Eric, stop it. Not allowed. Yeah. Uh, now, with Nat 20, no one is coming. Nani gets all the way up on top of your head, takes out a spyglass. It's adorable. Uh, so cute. Nothing. Eric, that's the cutest thing you've ever said. That's the cute. So cute. Nothing. Nani doesn't oh. even see anything. Interesting. What were all those rolls for then? Uh, for fun. Mm. Wink. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Wink. I think I think Cammy goes. I think we should wrap this up. Uh, I think we've had a lot of fun here. Those those were some great explosions on B, but Thanks. I have a feeling that we're going to have company soon. It is Troy's turn. Yeah, in doing his circuit of the room, did Troy notice any anything like interesting mounted on the walls or like left on tables that wasn't destroyed by a bomb? Yeah, like <laughs> no, that was localized to the bar. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lost and found, ceremonial dagger, cool like harpoon someone used one time. I love the idea that Troy is like running around in the back room and then you hear Boof, and then he's like, yeah. Guys, it's called a smash and grab. It's not called a delicate no, unlock and, and grab. <laughs> Obi, we know what you're about. Give me an investigation check for what you're looking for. You're just looking for something cool. Like, you know how at bars they'll have like a sword or like a gun just like mounted? Like over a fireplace or like two harpoons will be like crossed and mounted on the walls and like a, you know, an old timey bar. Um, oh, that's, sure. That's what I'm going for. I only got a nine. So if not, I'll just gather the, the blooms and go. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, on the wall is a mounted yellow thornfish uh, instead of like a sawtooth. It's with uh, it has rose thorns on its nose. The, this is actually quite prized because they kept the uh, yellow rose on the tip uh, when they were uh, catching it. So it's actually quite a good catch, and it's cool. It's rather long. It's ten feet long. So if you did want to grab it, I bet you could hawk this at the pirate market or tell someone that you caught it. Uh, but no, that's all you can see. Cool. It's a good trade, Eric. That is so cool. Troy's gonna look at it. Go. Oh. And then I think the explosion happens right behind him. Uh, <laughs> and he is going to entire back just coated with sap. This is why he keeps his wings rolled, because that would be several days of washing and drying. And then he's just going to freeze, say goodbye to his new friend, turn around and start collecting the blooms. He's going to leave it. Okay. Oh, you're going to leave it? Mm. I don't think Troy could take someone's like 10 foot long mascot masterpiece. It's a big fish. It's a big fish. It's a big catch. I think you feel bad about it. Sure. That's they they did fine. try to kill us, but Amanda, I understand completely. <laughs> yep. uh, since I, uh, Cammy gave you action, I will get let you look around again for another thing. So you can do another investigation check. It's only a four, unfortunately. Mm. You do see a Billy Joel, a Billy Joel live at, 
oh, Roseland Coliseum poster. <laughs> Good. But then is it hit with a big bunch of sap? No, it's just a Billy Joel poster. You can take the Billy Joel poster. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, there Try's you go. going to grab it, roll it up, put, put it, in it your right bunk. in that quiver. Yeah. You got to make your cabins in the on the boat your own, you know? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, he's going to grab that and then uh, start scooping up as many doubloons as he can and putting it into his pockets. Fuck cool. yeah. Cammy, uh, give me another perception check. We really should be going. See, it's actually lucky because that everything got sticky because the blooms are going to stick to each other and make it easier to take a big bunch of them out. You, know? you guys are rolling, <laughs> you're rolling it into a ball. <laughs> uh, 15 plus two for a 17. Cammy, hey, dude. Hey. No one is coming. I don't know. I know oh. you guys aren't a crack team necessarily, but hey. like, this is going hey. fine. Like, they went to our ship, guys. This smash and grab is going regular, it's not going particularly fast. Umby blows stuff up. Troy looks for something cool. Usually takes something silly. It's fine. It's it's, it's usual. At this point, y'all would be out of here or you'd be chased by folks. No one is coming. Nani still has her little spyglass out. Still doesn't see anything. Nani is the cutest of us all. I know. know. She's so pure. She's so perfect and beautiful. My sweet baby. So you're safe. Like, no one is coming. It's still the fucking dead out here. But after three perception checks, you're like, this... This is concerning. I feel someone should be coming by now, yeah. huh? I did drop a giant creature on top of them. So that's potentially the thing. However, I am concerned now about the ship. Is anyone else concerned about the ship? Let's go. Yeah. Please. Let's go. And Umbi walks up. Or, like, runs up, and he has so much blooms in his hands that he could, like, barely see over the pile. <laughs> and it's stuck together with sap. <laughs> Makes it easier to carry. It's stuck together with sap. In my head, it's, like, the size of a dodgeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a ball of gold coins. Like a beach ball, yeah. 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 I was going to say beach ball, yeah, even bigger. <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, y'all can haul ass. All right. Let's go! Yeah. As we approach the sea whip, I I also want to be super cautious and check and see if there's any evidence that people were there. Sure. Uh, as you run up, do you want to do that before, or wh- when do you you all want to do that? Like as you're heading down to the docks, will you park the sea whip? Well, maybe maybe we have a friend on on the ship that we could ask. You know, maybe we could just yell out to Harold and see uh, if uh, oh. Harold feels like being a Harold. You know. Hello. Did you get me? <laughs> <laughs> as, as the algae on the side of your ship fucking hauls up and you just you see two dots for eyes and a smiley face as Harold the algae waves toward you. Did he get me anything fun? Maybe for my vintage musician's collection? <laughs> Yo, Harold, I got you the best poster. It's from Billy Joel live at the Rose Bowl. Oh, I saw him in Roseland Coliseum. That one. Yeah. Oh, God, incredible. Thank you so much. Yo, Harold, is anybody on the ship anyone fuck with the Sea Whip? No, I, not that I would see, but I can only see so much as, you know, algae on the side of the boat. How could you only see so much? You're algae. You're across the entire boat. Well, it depends on which side his eyes are on. Yeah, exactly, Brandon. He only has the one <laughs> set of eyes. <laughs> Of course, even if I didn't see it, I would feel them squelching on top of me. Ugh. And I would be like, and I'd be like, no, sir, no one gets a step on Harold the algae unless giving permission. I have boundaries. 
So there was no squelching? No squelching. I'm I'm squelchless. Wonderful. Harold, did we squelch on you? I'm so sorry. No squelching here. <laughs> no, we're very cautious with our squelching. Cammy, you must have really occupied them with that, uh, that anglerfish. I'm both very pleased with myself and also very concerned that I'm missing something. Me too, but I think it's time to set sail. I don't, I don't, Let's I don't keep going. think yeah. Oh, yeah, we can always toss them overboard. You know? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth, you know. What's a horse? I don't know. It's something my dad used to tell me. A horsetail fern. <laughs> Dated one of those. Yeah. Back in the crags. Yeah. Horsetail fern. Or a, a, a tumbleweed horse, maybe. Maybe. Let's get on the boat. Okay. <laughs> I'm really puzzled by this horse situ- situation. Yeah. Before anyone steps on the boat, can Troy just do a, like, with vehicle proficiency, can I just, like, look at the at the riggings and, like, look at the, the like, lines where the boat is anchored to the dock and make sure no one's, like, messed with them, cut them, raked them? Sure. Sounds good. Give me an investigation because you're looking close to something. Can I roll with advantage or proficiency because of my vehicle proficiency? No, I think all of you would know if, like, the boat's good. This is, like, more like general boat maintenance. Boat knowledge. <laughs> I love boat knowledge. All right, it's a 16. Pretty good. good. You're all good, Harold says. Eric, stop saying we're all good. (laughs) I'm really concerned. I think you killed them all, Julia. I was was so bored here by myself. I was like, oh, when are my good friends going to come back after they left me on the boat? And they said, Harold, you can't come. Harold, you just be a a nuisance. Harold, how do you even leave the boat? You're part of the boat. Harold, we would never say that about you. I distinctly remember all three of you saying something like that. All right, let's let's deal with this when we're when we're at sale. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. Cammy said, "I hate you, Harold," and then Troy said, "You would just weigh us down, Harold," and then Umby said, "What? <laughs> what?" Harold, when we when we set sail, I will sit down with you for a nice cup of tea, and we'll talk about your projecting. <laughs> Fine, only if you braid my algae. Of course, I love doing that. <laughs> I love Harold. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, y'all y'all want to get out of there. What does it look like? What is what's like what are your regular ship positions? I think Troy will be at the wheel navigating. I think Cammy does like rigging and stuff like that. Stuff you could do from the deck. Hey guys, real quick, just like out of, out of the podcast, like just out just like don't, well, this isn't gonna be a fight. Like, it's fine. It's fine. What's what up, do Brandon? what do people do on boats? <laughs> oh god, Brandon. <laughs> uh, I thought I assumed Umby was just gonna be manning cannons by throw, yeah. putting bombs and cannons and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think Umby has a like extremely comfortable. Like you know how everyone's grandparent has their favorite armchair. I think Umby's is like right next to the cannons, and that <laughs> is where he settles and he- and chills. During sailing. Yes, Brandon, if this helps, this is more like Starship Enterprise. What is your position? This is less, hey, where do you go on the ship to do the ship thing? Ah, uh, so I'm the head of security. Got it. I'm the wharf. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Yes, you're wharf. That's why you, Umby has that brow ridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the communications person. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to drop off the blooms under the deck just to keep them in our, you know, our holes or whatever. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you hear it bounce and bounce and bounce. It's not unsticking. <laughs> oh no. Well, yeah, you got to dissolve it with the solvent, you know. But Umby will get there in his workshop. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. I'll get the solvent bucket. <laughs> A bucket of solvent. I like to picture the the little algae like protrusions like coming in through the side of the ship, and it keeps it watertight. But Harold yeah. can also like 
poke his way into the ship if need be. Oh, yeah. I feel like Harold is, I don't know, like, you know, like when the mansion is alive? Yeah. yeah, yeah. The tr- those tropes. It's kind of like that. Harold is the ship and the mm-hmm. ship is Harold. Yeah. It. I'm picturing it almost like in Moana when, like, the water is like sentient and moving yeah. and stuff except with a little two poked in eyes and a smiley face so yeah. yeah no that's totally fair Troy sticks the poster to a random wall on the ship and it like dissolves into it so Harold can position it wherever he wants aww <laughs> it's incredible yeah I just more I more more just want to know your positions I think Harold does like all the all the hard boat stuff that huh. Eric does not know how to describe <laughs> so Harold like does the rigging and sets up the sail and, and pulls up the anchor and all that stuff yeah maybe cammy's helping with navigation then i was just gonna say i think cammy would be a great yeah like communications navigation officer yeah i look at maps <laughs> cammy just has a bunch of maps and is looking up at stars yeah. that's, that's a real cammy shit to do that is yeah. really cute i love that cute hell yeah you said everything's fine so like we just sail away right eric no everything and no everything is fine mm-hmm. um god i hate it when he does this y'all uh, i really don't like it <laughs> Everyone make perception checks. No. Stop making me perceive things. I'm not good at perceiving. You know this about me. Uh, not good. I think my highest was a seven. 17. 18 minus one. Uh, 13 plus two for 15. All right. Thanks Four. for backing me up, gang. Cammy's really. Cammy was like, I think I spotted a new constellation. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fully daytime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As you're pulling the sea whip out of the dock and Harold, Harold gives a good push off the dock of the island of Esca. Umbi and Troy, I think that you're, uh, as you turn the sea whip around, uh, you kind of look over on the right side of the ship. That would be the starboard side for all you Muppet Treasure Island fans out there. <laughs> you know how you know? It's because port, port is left. Port yes, that's, left why, that's why I said that. Yes, I yep. knew that. Yep. You're looking over on the on the starboard side of the ship and docked kind of on the other side of the island as you're pulling out is a rotten looking ship, almost like a shipwreck on the side of the island. If you had jumped down the cliff behind the, uh, the Sea Devil's Pool, you would have seen the shipwreck. There are three large masts with holes chewed out of it. Uh, and it seems to just be kind of bobbing in the... It's still, like, in the water. It's, like, half on the sand, half in the water. And this thing looks messed up. Like, it's it's dealt with ten terrible storms and weathered all of them only to smash itself against the cliff on the, these cliffs on the side of the island of Esco. And it's not seaworthy. It's wrecked. It looks fucked up. It looks very fucked up. Troy, it almost looks spooky. It's rotted all the way through, but it's rotted in a way that, like... You know, when you look in the woods when it's dark enough and you only see a little bit of light through it and there's like an evil face looking back at you, mm. like with craggly mouth and eyes. Mm. Um, it's almost like the rot of the wood is show, is giving us, is like making like a jack-o'-lantern face back at you. Mm. Well, I mean, normally I don't say no to a shipwreck, but uh, let's get the fuck out of here, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's that's spooky. Uh, I'll I'll take the slightly longer way. Uh, Cammy, take, take a look over there at, at that thing and... If we can, I'm not going to go toward it, but if Cammy can have like one more opportunity to look at it on the way out, I don't know if there's any kind of like magical assessment that they can do. Yeah. And Umbi just naturally is always going to point the cannon at the thing that could be a threat. So he's prepared just in general, Eric. Yeah. I like that. For sure. For sure. Cammy looks down from the quote unquote stars that they saw earlier and is like, what what am I looking at? Yeah. Creepy shit. Creepy shit. 
But Troy's going to focus on getting us out of here. Uh, yeah, Troy, you, I think that if you want Cammy to take one last look at it on the way out, you can turn the boat away from it. Uh, Cammy, you can kind of look at it from the back, like looking out the back of the ship, back towards Eska Island. Yeah. And Cammy's like, oh, I saw that ship. Really? Last night. What? While you guys what? were sleeping. Huh? So I have notes about Audrey the Rotten Queen. I think I rolled a history check a couple episodes ago. So mm. can I recount that information to my, my fellows here? Yeah, absolutely. And then Cammy goes, oh, that might explain where those zombies came from. Huh. Interesting. Because that's, you know, that's Audrey the Rotten Queen's ship. Cool name. Who's that? I thought she was a myth. Oh, no, she, she's real. She was cursed by some sort of artifact, I think. And now she sails the, the high seas in a very interesting looking ship. Great. Is she, is she like, kind of out for herself in, like, the normal way? Is, is she trying to turn us all into followers? Well, she's a pirate. Um, normal? Natural? Yeah, normal, natural. Uh, can I do, like, a religion check to remember what I know about the evil goddess or what I've heard via rumor or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Do religion. Who roll? When do we ever get to roll religion? Yeah. Very rarely. Well, Bill, think. I don't have a ton of religion, but it's not a negative. Uh... A 14, 13 plus one. A 13, yeah, a 13 plus one. The artifact that trapped Audrey was actually a possessed pot. Audrey, the Rotten Queen, is rooted towards a pot of a some sort of death goddess, demon, devil, something. And you you can recognize Audrey by the sound of her coming, which is which is a drag and a kachunk as she drags and hops forward the pot in which she stands. Excellent. Hell yeah. It should make her a little like a wheeling platform. Oh yeah. Make it a little easier for herself. Yeah. I my dad also used to tell me about her like as a bedtime story. You're telling me that this is real. Yeah. If it's the pot, maybe they uh, they possess different uh, plants every few years, you know? How long has she been around? Actually, that's a good question. What do you, hey, uh, what do you, Umby's fucking old, right, Brandon? <laughs> I don't know, man. Who could say? Yeah. <laughs> I think Umby, but like, remembers a time before the cascade dried up. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. So like, what, if this, if Audrey was a story that your dad told you, what was Audrey the Rotten Queen like in that story? Like, pre-unprecedented tides? <laughs> you know, it, it's sort of like a, a mythical story that well, we might tell each other today about, like, you know, the, the moral is like, don't, you know, go off in the woods where you're not supposed to because you're going to get hurt. But so, you know, very big, very mystical, big in the sense of like larger than life, like can control the waterfall itself and that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. It's like, yeah, don't go off in the woods by yourself because Audrey the Rotten Queen will get you mm -hmm. to join her rotted Horde ar crew. army. Yeah. Her army. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be on the water before. She can just, like, live mm. in the woods and be, like, a witch creature or a, or a boogeyman creature for yeah. sure. And then after the waterfall dried up, is it like, oh, no, no, she's out there on the sea. Like, yeah. did, did it become then more tangible? No, I mean, for Umby, this is the first time he's hearing of it. <laughs> no, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm thinking is, like, if the story moved, but, like, Audrey is out there grabbing shit. So unclear to us, character-wise, whether... Someone assumed the mantle of Audrey, or Audrey just has mm. existed for this long. Mm. Yeah. Fun. Absolutely. Cammy, as you are looking back on Eska, uh, you see on the edge, on the cliff, 
as you are fading, as you, uh, the sea whip is heading towards the horizon, you see something hop into view, a few petals of a daffodil, and floating on a bed of water, the sea devil. But there seems to be some chunks taken out of its side. Cammy waves. Audrey waves back to you. Best friends. We're going to be best friends. Cammy, stop it. <laughs> Incredible. While we still have some time, I think as you head back to your base, I don't think that Eska Island is all too far away. I think you also took this job because it seemed easy and it was, it was nearby. I think you see sailing on the water. You see a sailboat with some barrels on the side. It's kind of, a, it's a, it's kind of just gliding on the water and like skipping on the waves. And in the sailboat, you see a large tangelo. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, it's like one of those clementines with like the little belly button on top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on top of the little belly button nub, you see a, uh, a <laughs> you see like a blonde a blonde wig that reaches all the way down to their shoulders, and they toss their hair in the wind. And they turn around and they say, "Whoa, you're back! How was your time?" And that is Arello Threepwood, the merchant who brings cool stuff to Pirate Islands and told you about the Eska Island job. I'm going to kill this guy. Oh, smashing. So glad to see you folks. I'm so happy everything seemed to have gone as well as possible. Orello, tie up, my man. Come on over. Oh, hold on. I need to get my, I have to get my docking wig. He takes his wig off, throws it, and puts on a bright red one instead. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh, the winds are taking me in so many directions. I should just pull up next to you. Um, he's going to throw down a uh, rope ladder for them to climb up. Oh, smashing, darling. Absolutely. They steal a little sailboat next to the sea whip. Ties it up. Says, oh, you know my, uh, I don't have great upper arm. I don't have great upper arm strength, darling. Will you just pull me up? No, I'm old. Oh, Troy, please, baby, <laughs> pull me up. Anything for you, Orello. And then Troy makes eye contact with Cammy and, and Umby and does the, like, cutting at the, at the <laughs> neck gesture. Cammy nods, being like, I don't like to hold grudges, but I kind of hate him. I'm going to put a bomb in his pocket and walk away. Yo, Cammy, we're dealing with this right away. You know, we're not holding the grudge. We're dealing with it right now. Okay. So Troy hauls up the ladder and uh, and Arello can tumble into the boat. Oh, I feel like an emperor every time. This is like a share impression. I like it. <laughs> Orello, grab a seat. Seat of honor. And Troy, like, pulls up a, a little crate or a barrel to let him sit on. Oh, thank you. I just want to hear everything about your wonderful excursion on Eska Island with those rooms sitting there just having their treasure out. I think it was very it was very keen information that I'm happy to have passed on to some of my wonderful customers. Snap out of it. I think Gumby's gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> Hold on, let's see, let's see if he was ignorant or if he like he knew. So yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm still gonna hit him, Julia. <laughs> Alright, give me a give me an attack roll. Eight. Eight? Oh, no. Eight total. This this person couldn't possibly have higher than eight AC. I mean, again, Julia, zombies have eight AC. I think they have a higher AC than zombies. I certainly don't think. I, I think a zombie has a higher AC than Louis Fourteenth for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> this is a real baby king energy. I love it. I only have ten. 
Come on. Hold on, I have to look up merchant stats. Hold on. Fast forward to 14 months from now when Eric has published a ACs of various fruit table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you hit him. That's fine. You can hit him. (laughs) It wasn't very, like, I'm not trying to actually, like, hurt him. I'm just trying to show our offense, you know? Yeah. A formal punch. A formal punch, yeah. <laughs> Among pirates, a thing. It's a real shot across the bow, so to speak. <laughs> oh, it seemed from my reception that you didn't know the information was bad. As Arello spits juice on the on the, <laughs> on the, on the, on the deck. And Umbe's just like, ow, 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 ow. Now, Arello, did you know about, well, let, let's start from the beginning. Did you know about the trial? Trial. Oh, for my po- <laughs> for my polygamy in the four countries? No, absolutely not. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Troy knocks an arrow. <laughs> no, Arello, I'm talking about the trial at the Temple of the Sea Devil, the thing that you told us about. All right, it was bigamy. There are only two of them. I'm not good enough for four wives. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well. I think you're just ignorant, which is usually just as bad. But you, I don't think you were being malicious. So you can I, call me anything, just not late for dinner, honey. <laughs> I punch him again. But now that you keep saying <laughs> things like that, I'm doubting my instincts. Orello, did you know that you were sending us into a situation that we barely escaped with our lives from? Absolutely not. What kind of merchant do you take me for? What would the point of killing my customers be? Who else is going to buy these... Who else is going to buy nameplated arrows that says Troy's the man? <laughs> they finally came in. It took t- it took two months, but they're here. Troy, those sound amazing. I don't want them anymore. Fine, I'll sell them to a different Troy who needs arrows. Yeah, Troy, good luck with that. Troy, we could just take them. Uh, yes, we'll take them free. Thank you. Cammy, you're so smart. Let's just tie him up and take his boat. Arello, is there a reason we shouldn't just tie you up and take your boat? Like, maybe you're getting kickbacks from Eska and the cult there? I don't know. No, absolutely not. Why would I do that? Can I roll insight just just while we're having this conversation? Sure, I just want, want to make sure that it's all good. It's not going to do anything. It was an eight. <laughs> Arello is juicy in more than one way, in that Arello loves juicy gossip and telling it. But uh, Arello sometimes does not, um, let's see, verify <laughs> the juicy gossip he wants. Arello wants to be liked. Sure. And, uh, and that's a good thing to do if you're a merchant sailing on the seas. Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just rob him. Um, if you take my boat, who's going to get Umby's old man cream for general old man things? You're right. That's You made that up. That's nothing. I didn't. What? Cammy side eyes Umby. <laughs> There's a whole barrel that says Umby's old folk cream. <laughs> in, in the sailboat. Creams are important as you get older. I'm 31. I know creams are important. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Listen, guys, here's the thing. Arello's right. We should leave him his boat, but take all the stuff he has instead. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Here's what I propose. Oh, oh, or, or your name doesn't really lend itself to a nickname. Um, Rello. Uh, Rello. Rello. Oh, Rello. They called me Owie in the... 
in the estate that I'm from. I'm not gonna call you that. I don't think that's true. I am very much from the House of Orange of the Kingdom of the Crags. The the peop, the family with the greatest divine right okay, to Okay, shut up. Shut up. To the Kragish <laughs> throne. Troy, is that true? I, uh, shut up. <laughs> and then he pushes the arrow a little bit closer to his skin. Uh-oh. Oh! Okay, here's here's the deal. Um, you led us into a terrible situation where we barely escaped with our lives, so, uh, we'll let you go if, well, you got three options. You die, we can just kill you. Mm-hmm. No one wants no, that. We, no, I don't want that. We don't want that either, it's fine. Two, we tie you up, tie you to this barrel, throw you to the ocean, we take your boat, take your stuff. That's the same as the first one. You can swim, it's fine. The slower. Three. Not if I'm in a barrel. Three. Because you fucked us, we get the first crack at every tip you get from now on, period. And discounts for life. And you don't get a cut. Mm-hmm. Because... Otherwise, we cut you. No. Send a gooseberry bird over our way anytime you get a good tip. You know where we're at. We'll vet it for ourselves. Amanda, gooseberry bird? Perfect. (laughs) Good. Hmm. That doesn't really leave me with many options. I gave you fucking three! At least you have options. But I'm sure that, uh... I want to show all three of you how sorry I am and how I didn't mean to lead you into, into, how I didn't mean to lead you into certain danger. Can I roll a a persuasion, Eric? (laughs) Or intimidation would also be good. Troy also wants to push just the tip of the arrow into the skin. So you see that little like of zest and juice that like you said (laughs) zesting the citrus oil. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, just like a single droplet of juice. Yeah. Give me a roll. Well, Eric, I have a plus four to persuasion, which is why I want to do it, but it doesn't matter because I roll a fucking nat 20, baby. Let's go. Brandon, those are the rolls. That's the rolls we're looking for. Well, you seem to be striking a fair bargain. As much as I would love to walk the plank, I have my own plank at home, and by walk I mean drink, and by plank I mean alcohol to forget this. (laughs) I'm insane. You got that good grog I asked you for? Of course, I always have the good grog. They don't call me Aurelo, triple, f- triple fried, three wood. <laughs> Why do they call you that? Of the house, of the house of Orange. I tell you what, I can do that. I can do you one better. I'm. I will give you your the. I will give you the items that you special ordered from me. Uh, I'll. We can bring that on board if one. If you strapping young lad Troy will bring this along. Okay, I get it. I will give you, you can get discounts from me, whatever you'd like. I'll uh, just give me a piece of amber and I'll be able to facilitate any sort of favor that you're looking for. Just to show you how good friends, just to show all three of you how good friends you are to me. And third, I actually have a wonderful rumor that I'm happy to share with all of you that I haven't shared with anyone while I'm bursting at the seams to tell someone. What's the rumor? It's weird that you're a Tangelo from the House of Orange. (laughs) (laughs) My great uncle was an Aranja. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is incredible comedy. I have a clue to the infinite lake. I'll sing you a song that all green folk know until one day.
הצגות. 